0: Hi, and welcome to episode 34 of Startup Marketing. Today, we're going to be doing a deep dive into video marketing on social media, and I'm super excited because for the first time ever, I have a guest on my podcast, and it is Beth Ryan Powers. She is a video editor for online entrepreneurs working with bestsellers like Kate Northrup and the queen of marketing herself, Amy Porterfield. Beth focuses on storytelling through video, believing that the message is more important than how fancy a video is. She's also the founder of Omaha Women's Network, an online and in-person group for female entrepreneurs, and the creator of the Smartphone Video Course. Beth lives in Omaha with her husband and doc. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize that I was your first guest.
0: Yes. Okay. So technically, my first guest was supposed to be Sarah Tucker. So for those of you who are listening, Beth and I know each other because I am part of Omaha Women's Network, and it's a fantastic group. I've, I've seriously, I've met so many awesome women through it. Um, So I'm so glad that I found it when I did, especially in the times of COVID. But so Sarah was supposed to be my first person yesterday, um, who is also part of Omaha Women's Network. But because my daughter's been sick, I was just not my best self yesterday. Oh, it was like, we need to reschedule. Um, so you now then are my first guest.
1: All right. So awesome.
0: I am very excited and I'm super excited that I'm showcasing you in particular because you work with some really big names, which is super exciting. And, I personally really love that like you live here in Omaha because I think a lot of time a lot of times people feel like they have to go, you know, to big cities and stuff like that to find these names that work with big talent and like it just kind of goes to show that really you can be anywhere and you can do do what you're passionate about and do it really well and attract attention and I just I think that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, it is all with the internet. You can like live anywhere and work for anybody, depending on what you do. And it's just, um, it's all about networking and just working your way up. You know, yeah, that's how I've sure. been able to work with um, clients who don't live in Nebraska, <laughs> right? Um, yes, and yeah, it's just all about networking and knowing people, and you know, being in it for a while. I've been doing this for um, this will be my sixth year.
0: Oh okay. So tell me a little bit what was your was your education background or what's your professional background and how did you get into what you do and just kind of tell us a little bit about exactly what you do.
1: Yeah. So I am a video editor that helps um with social media marketing, selling online courses, creating online courses, testimonial videos, um videos for membership sites. I'm really I love to create online content for online marketers, because I'm a video editor who loves marketing. And I got this way because I studied broadcasting in college, okay. and I had every intention okay. of being a news reporter. Um, And then I was offered the job as a reporter in a town about an hour and a half from Omaha, and it just didn't feel right at all. Um, I had interned at like, every news station here in Omaha, um, three different ones. Yeah. So I got a really good view of what the news world was like. Yep. And I didn't see myself in it. And then I was like, well, crap, I studied broadcasting <laughs> in college, you know, and um, I was like, what am I going to do with these skills? Yeah. So I I was working as a waitress full time and applying for random communication jobs in Omaha that I really wasn't sure that I wanted and just didn't look like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, I'm freelancing with the Omaha World Herald doing video blogs for them. This is like when they very first started doing video blogs five or six years ago. And um, as I'm interviewing a woman for a story, she asked me if I could make a video for her business. She just started a business. And she's like looking at all my camera equipment. She's like, does this, do you own all this camera equipment or is this the World Heralds? And I was like, this is all mine. Um,
0: Sorry, my phone should be on silent. That's okay. <laughs>
1: um, and so she asked me to make a video for her and that's where it all started. I had no intention of being an entrepreneur. I had no intention of starting an online business. Um, at that, you know, at that point I was just like, I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> but I had all the skills that I learned in college and I always loved media. I always loved storytelling. So I kind of just took, um, every, everything that I learned in college and then everything that I was, I was drawn to, which was really online internet marketing. Um, and I went from there. So I, I am one of those people who started without a plan, having no intentions of being an entrepreneur. And, you know, six years later, here we are Business is still going, still thriving.
0: Right. No, that's, that's amazing. And I think like broadcast is a very natural, like segue into what you do. And I think it's kind of probably evolved a lot to be very close to what, you know, back when you first started, I feel like it was probably very new what you were doing or new ish. Um, not maybe as widely known. And I feel like broadcast now has maybe kind of come along to catch up to where you've been the whole time. And I think it's just a really like nice, natural little segue. So, did you go to school here in Omaha or was it in Nebraska?
1: Yes, I am. Um, after high school, I actually lived in California and I was a dancer in a group called the Young Americans. It's like a whole other story. So, I lived in <laughs> California for four years. And then I came back home to Omaha and I got my degree at the University of Nebraska Omaha. And um, while I was my final year at UNO, I also worked at a production studio here in Omaha that made weddings. And so that's how I got really good at editing and storytelling um, is because I edited just wedding after wedding after wedding working at this company. And uh, that's how I got really fast at editing. So once I um, graduated college, realized I didn't want to be in the news industry and I was working, you know, at this production company, I was like, I can edit other people's videos, but I don't want to do weddings, which was like, you know, if you say you're a videographer here in Omaha, they're yeah. like, oh, can you film my wedding. And yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm <laughs> I like to do, I like business. And so you know, five or six years ago here in Omaha, that wasn't what it is now where it's like Mm -hmm. every business wants a video, which I was telling them, I was like in five years, you're going to, it's going to be, you have to have a video and that's the way it is now. But back then it was not. So back then getting started was rough to try to explain to people like what you do Mm -hmm. and why they need you and um, why social, how social media is going to blow up. And then, you know, here in Omaha, they're like, you know nah, you, that'll never you know, happen I didn't do a radio ad over like a Facebook ad so for sure. um, we've come a long way in the past couple of years <laughs>
0: for, for sure so when when you decided like you were gonna go on this video down this video path why did you decide to stay out on your own versus trying to get into a creative agency because I think at least if I can recall, like creative agencies, even five years ago, I think they knew that video was going to be a thing, but they just, and they were kind of starting to like really hire on full time social media people and like creatives like yourself. So, what made you decide, like, I'm just going to stick this out on my own versus hooking up with, I mean, you could, you probably could have had your run at, any of the agencies. And we've got some, some very talented ones here in Omaha. So what made you decide to stay as, as your own entity? That
1: is, that's such a good question. Agency work. Um, I've worked with a lot of agencies over the years as an independent Mm -hmm. contractor. Um, so I've worked with a lot of agencies, but when I was first starting again, I was more in the news world and it didn't like really occur to me to try to go after an agency. And then I, um, you know, I struggled for a few months, but I was able to make full-time income rather quickly. And, um, I just had so much freedom yeah. and the amount that I was making working with several different clients was more than what any job sure. would offer me. Yep. Um, although jobs did offer benefits, which that would have been super nice. <laughs> you know? like, I yeah. just got dental insurance for the first time like, <laughs> last year and it's amazing. Um, but so, you know, in Omaha, um, just, they weren't offering as much money as I was making yeah. with my clients and top off like the incredible freedom that you have when you write your own schedule. Like, yes, I'm always under a deadline with somebody, but, um, whether I want to work nine to five or work different hours is, you know, up to me. So I, and I also didn't want to just work with clients in Omaha. I had clients on the coast. So I just was I was so busy that it didn't, you know, it just didn't come up. And I do work with agencies. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) No, I think you definitely have like the better end of the deal there. I just thought it was kind of a curious, like, I just, I like your story because it's really,
1: you know, but I do recommend to most people, see, I, I'm a nutty entrepreneur in the sense that I was like, Graduated college. Okay, I'm gonna start a business, and then I had to figure everything out. It was so hard. It was so hard, and I made so many mistakes. So for people who like go into the industry and then go off on their own, that is so much smarter. (laughs) (laughs) I that just wasn't me. Um, So, you know, people who do that, they get to learn you know at their job and the mistakes that they make are more at the expense of you know their right. supervisor and the company <laughs> for sure um, but the learning curve for me was much faster cuz I, yeah. I was like oh, okay that doesn't work don't want to make that mistake again and then you like so it's just it's different
0: yeah i think that's an interesting point cuz i think having come from the corporate world and and getting my experience in the corporate world and then deciding to become an entrepreneur um i think sometimes I, I have learned lessons quickly because you do fail hard and fast, but it takes me a little bit longer to get to that point of failure because I like hem and haw about making a decision because I'm like, I think back and I'm like, I get stuck on, you know, when I was in the corporate world, like I had this safety net and so then I get scared. And so then I don't make the decisions that like I need to make sometimes and it, you know like it all ends up working out and it's it's fine but um sometimes because i have that corporate background i think i just move a little bit slower and i have to remind myself like you can't move that slow anymore like you can't you can't sit on a decision for 3 weeks to, just you know to have time to think it over like i have a i have a gut instinct and i like i just need to trust myself a little bit more and trust my expertise and my knowledge and like go for it so I think it's an interesting little, I think it kind of goes both ways, but I could see where <laughs> having that experience would make you feel better potentially. And like, you yes, know, it's, sure. it's very helpful. So you do a lot of different types of videography work, but focusing in on videos and social media content, because I think the course creation part that you do is like an entire, I mean, that's, that's in and of itself, like its own kind of, um, episode or, um, educational piece, but focusing in on the social media, why do small businesses or why should small businesses and entrepreneurs be using videos to tell their stories?
1: Oh, they have to, it, it, you know, five years ago, I'd be like, Oh, it's, it, you know, builds brand awareness, which it does. It gets more attention on social media, which it does. These are all still true. But now in 2020, you have to because I don't know when the world's going to open up and go back to normal. So being on video and using it. Um, using video as part of your social media strategy, part of your overall marketing strategy, is is no longer. Um, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I can't afford it. It's like this is now part of your business. This is how you're going to communicate with your potential clients, with your current clients, with potential customers. Mm-hmm. This is the. This might be the only way for a couple more months. So right. it's um, it's just a vital, important part. In the sense that it's the only way right now. Right. <laughs> and add, add the facts that have been facts for ye- for years, which is, um, you know, if you have a video on the landing page on the on the first page of your website, they're going to stay on the website longer. The st- statistics have shown us that. If you use a video, like do live video on Facebook, it's going to get more reach than just a static post on Facebook. That's just the way it is. On Instagram, if you've been noticing, people have been going viral just with these reels. I mean, these IG reels just um, spread around so fast and they're not that complicated. And we can get into that in a different question, Um, but they're just a great way to get found. So video is really the way... you to get found by new people and reinforce the relationship with the people that are already your followers and um get the people who are on the fence about working with you off of the fence. It's just it's how we connect now.
0: Right. So let's walk through the process a little bit when it comes to getting videos out because first I feel like when you're starting out and you're kind of new to that space, it can be really overwhelming. Like you you see coaches all the time on Instagram and Instagram alone has reels live IGTV stories and then you've got Facebook you have LinkedIn which also have their own live features you've got TikToks Twitter Snapchat i mean like there's there's so many so how do you know which platform is right for you and if you should be doing lives versus reels versus stories like how do you pick where you start
1: right that's a great question so it all comes back down to the foundational brand work of who are you talking to who are your clients you know who's attracted to you who's who are you trying to bring into your life and once you know that once you like know the demographics you can picture that person in your mind then the next step is to ask you know where are they hanging out online so you know for a lot of people especially coaches Um, Instagram is the place to be because that Mm -hmm. is where people are hanging out online. You have to think of like when she, let's just say your ideal person is a woman when she wakes up in the morning, which social app is the first one she's clicking on, you know, that's the one you want to be at. And then look at, okay, if let's, we're just going to stay with Instagram, for example, um, okay then with video or just with posts in general what, what is the number one thing that's going to get the most attention and with most of the platforms it's going to be something in regards to video so that's kind of you kind of have to uh, backtrack and go from there but you know if you are if you are a recruiter or if you are working with um, career men you know 35 to 45 then you know you would be on LinkedIn if you are um, selling some fun. Blu-ray, no Blu-ray, blue light glasses <laughs> to teenagers. Then you need to be on Snapchat. You know, so right. it just depends on what you're selling and who you're selling it to, which platform to go to, and then when you pick a platform, seeing um, how do what what's the video thing to do on this platform. Mm-hmm. So you um, you mentioned Instagram, IG stories, um reels. IGTV, and then just regular Instagram videos. And I think those are the current four types of I think videos. So. <laughs> <on Instagram. Right. laughs> um, so, you know, the one, the, what you create on the feed, it's, um, can be up to 58 seconds long and now they have the swipe feed so you could yeah have um, a longer video that you have to just keep swiping through. That's in a square format. um, And that's pretty common. I create content like that for my clients for, um, you know, like podcast interviews or testimonial video. Um, That'd be a great place for your branding video. Branding video is like a a commercial for your business in in Mm -hmm. 50 seconds or less. Um, And the way to really get those found is to have your followers share them in their stories and then to use specific hashtags um with igtv it's um it's a longer video anywhere you know whereas on the feed it can only show 58 seconds the igtvs is like this is kind of your youtube of instagram if you will Um, The format is the 9 by 16, so that's the, when you're holding the phone up and down, that's the 9 by 16 format. And that's really great, again, for like um, longer, more informative videos that you want to um, tell people about. Um, those are shareable as well. And they're just good because they always live on your profile. So if someone's brand new and they're going over to, and they want to get to know you a little bit better, maybe they can go over to your IGTV and see what type of content you're posting stories is really great for day to day stuff, really quick stuff. Um, it's a great way. I think stories have just revolutionized, Mm -hmm. um, social media marketing. I really do. And I understand that Snapchat kind of started it, started it, and then now we have IG Stories. But IG Stories really took it to the next level for businesses because I think the amount that you can connect with the person who's on the other end of that phone um, is really amazing when you're just talking face-to-face with someone. Just tell wow. them about your day. Tell them about what you've got going on, what you're promoting with your business. And then um, IG Reels is um, similar to TikTok. And, um, this has been huge this year, Mm -hmm. specifically the summer, it's really blown up and you just make these short videos. You can put text on the screen and music underneath. And it's so simple. Like (laughs) just, it's a really, they're simple videos, but when you're watching them, depending on like the creativity of the video, or if they're able to pack a lot of information, it's just a way to, um have a video that packs a lot of information or entertainment and it's so shareable that they spread like wildfire when you create something that really resonates with your followers. And it's a really, that I would say that would be the best way to get new followers right now is to come up with some fun reel that gets shared.
0: Yeah. How often do you feel like people need to come up with a reel, for example? Cause I see some, like some of the businesses that I follow, Um, especially like business owners and things like that. I, I swear they're making one or two a day and I look at that and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even like, I can't even keep up with that.
1: Yeah. It all depends on, um, where you're at and what your overall marketing strategy looks like. I mean, some people are doing them. Yes. Like once, once a day or even like once a week. And that feels like a lot. But you know, maybe they're taking the information from like a blog post they wrote, and then they're just kind of like grabbing a few clips from the right. blog post, and then they're just pointing at them. I mean, that's a very simple reel, and it's a way to like repurpose your content quickly. And I think that's how you're able to get through a lot of posts quickly. Um, right. Like, you already have the content ready to go. You just need to like point around at the reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around, you guys can't. <laughs> you know, (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) And then I say at the bare minimum, when you, when you are about to promote something, um, if you're going to launch your course or you're going to open up, you know, bring on more coaching clients, whatever it is, um, use a reel before you launch, like a week or two before you launch, do some fun reel and definitely do it before you launch at the very least. Um, if you can do it once a day, once a week, you're amazing. I think that's great too. I mean, we know it's the hot thing to do right now, so that's why they're doing it. Right. Um, but I just understand that people's time and, um, energy is, you know, limited at the moment.
0: Right. Right. So I know as a marketer that video is really high content, but I often shy away from it, especially right now, because my house is almost always in some state of chaos. And like, you've seen me in networking meetings. Like it is very unusual that like, I have zero kids with me right now. And I, so I want to be really authentic, but I also feel like there should be some boundaries. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I, I see kind of a smorgasbord of it out there. But like, I don't want to appear like a hot mess because I don't want my potential clients to see that and be like, oh my God, like, can this woman even like handle taking on my business, right? Because I have a ton of respect for the fact that like, you're going to be investing like real hard-earned dollars with me. But also like, that's my reality. Like, you know, I've constantly got somebody asking me for snacks or I've got a baby that, you know, just wants to like be up and looking around. And so what are your tips? Because I, I feel like I should be camera ready. And I, I also want to be authentic, but I don't, again, I don't want to like look like a hot mess. So what would you say to someone for, like me or other women who maybe are holding back for similar reasons?
1: I love that. And I just want to say that there's like nobody that I've worked with, that's like, yay, I get to be on video. (laughs) (laughs) People, they don't necessarily love it, you know, um, especially women. And I work with majority women and, um, but they know that it's so good. They know it's so good for connecting with people. And so they just kind of like, let that piece slide. And it's just part of business now. And I feel like, um, the sooner that more business owners kind of get that through their mind, that video and connecting with people on the internet is just a part of business. Now, the more that it can feel like, um, something that they can get out of. It's like, you can't get out of this. You have to connect with people, you know, you just, especially in 2020. So I say there's a couple different ways that we can look at this. Um, we can, we can batch content. We can, you know, so if you're like, I want to put out one YouTube video and put it on Facebook as well and on IGTV a week, so that's for a month. Can you find one time during the month where you do your hair and makeup? Right. And you film for video? love it. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it's when the kids are at, you know, I'm not sure of everyone's schedule, but you know, so right. there's, you can try fasting right. because I think finding one time a month just automatically feels way easier than trying to find one time every week if that's right. just not in the realm of possibility for you. Right Now let's say you're like, I want to do IG stories, but I don't get ready every day and it's, my life is crazy. All the kids are home, et cetera. Can you, um, Find one part of your house where the background's not distracting and you're well lit. You know, just like have this. If you can't keep your whole house clean, that's fine. <laughs> right. Clear, explain to your whole family this place, this is where I do my I do stories, and it has to look good. So no one can come to this, you know, I don't know where it's going to be. Right, I
0: right.
1: Find a place and be like, this is just where I go and just like, have it be, write it down, make it part of your schedule. It's noon. That's when you take a break for lunch. Before you take a break, you're going to go to your little corner in the house and give your tip for the day. Yeah. Um, And there's just so many filters nowadays.
0: (laughs) It's true.
1: Which I don't wear makeup every day. I mean, you know, I'm not going out and about like I used to. So like put a filter on and connect with people on screen. I think that's what I would do if I just didn't have the time or barely the energy. Because I'm with you, I do I do see both. And so I guess the yeah. other thing I wanna say is that, um, I understand that you want to be relatable, but you don't want to not be professional. And there is a fine line and some people cross it and some people don't. So what's right? And what's right is totally up to you. I, You know, there's this woman I follow. She's a CPA. I think she's amazing. And she has four kids and they're all at home with her right now. And so they're in like every other um, Insta story that she does because that's just her reality. And her having four kids doesn't stop her from being able to, you know, tell me the latest tax thing going on with, with 2020. So to me, it's like, I don't mind that she has kids. I understand that. Right. Like this is the reality and um, of her life and it's the reality of everyone's life, you know? Yeah. So it, it's finding that balance. Do you want to have like your own little corner where you can talk to people or do you want to let people into your mess?
0: <laughs> right. Right. Right.
1: It's knowing your ideal client and going from there.
0: Yeah, for sure. That totally makes sense. So you've got a course called the smartphone video course. Tell us a little bit about that and what the takeaway for listeners from that course is. Oh yeah.
1: Um, Smartphone video course is my first course I created. Um, It is all about how to shoot and edit videos using your phone. I created it for the entrepreneurs in mind um we've sold 1200 copies so far and the majority the vast majority of them are women um and i think that the reason people like it so much is because i'm keeping it really simple i if you want to go complicated that's like with my one on one clients it's like you want all the fancy lights and microphones and cameras and it costs thousands upon thousands of dollars. Like we can talk about that if you want, but sure. if you want your phone and a tripod and how to make that work, you know, without yeah. spending a ton of money. And basically, the only thing that I force people to get, force I say that. In right. Quotes, right. Um, is a tripod. And the tripod I recommend is like $20 on the Amazon. Everything else, um, you know, our phones are so, they're so good. The cameras yeah. are good. They're the same quality as a DSLR camera. The microphones are all right, but as long as you're close enough to your phone, it's really, and there's no background music, uh, background noise going on. Um, the, the audio is decent. Like you can record podcasts with your phone. You can do live video with your phone. I mean, there's just so much that you can do with just your phone. So, I tell you to buy a tripod. I tell you other things you can buy if you have the budget, but if you right. don't have the budget, I tell you how to do it without any um, spending any extra money. And they, so the first part of the course is really teaching you how to shoot, to make everything look nice, you know, how to get the angles, how to get the lighting right, what the background should look like, what you should wear, etc. Yeah. Um, and the second part of the course is telling you how to edit. So now that you have shot this video on your phone, Showing you how to edit on your phone using iMovie. I primarily work with with iPhones, although I do have classes with Androids as well. And it's a step-by-step tutorial showing you how to cut out all the mess ups, how to add music underneath, how to add pictures on top, you know, all the things that you need to know. um, and And doing it all on your phone, so my um, goal for, for that course is really to, to get people to put themselves out there and to just know the basics of what you need to know so that you look nice. Cause when you know that you look good,
0: Right. It is right. So
1: much easier to yes. be on camera and deliver your message. But if you're like kind of freaking out, like, is this angle right? Does the lighting look right?
0: You right. Know if
1: you're trying to be on camera. You're nervous to be on camera anyway. If I can take away just a little bit of that stress, that's that's what I love to do. So that's what that course is all about.
0: No, that's that's awesome, and I I think it's super helpful because. I think a lot of times we just freak out and we're like, this is new technology and I don't know. (laughs) You're just intimidated by trying to learn something new, especially when you're thrown in and like you're becoming an entrepreneur or you're starting that journey and like you're overwhelmed with like all of the things you already have to learn. Like sometimes just having a little course that like teaches you and just gets it out of the way versus trying to like Google everything and like trial and error it yourself. I, I love those. I buy I buy a lot of those myself. So yeah. It
1: cuts down on, on the time. And that that was the other thing that people would be like, I've tried to edit videos before. I right. can't figure it out. I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. And that's why I wanted to put this together. I was like, because I, I figured it out. I've taken out, because a lot of the times, God, I love video. Videographers are amazing. They're so creative. They're so great. I'm not coming down on videographers, but man. They talk about things that just like entrepreneurs don't care about. They don't care about the bit rate or the frame rate or the Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. They don't care about any of that. They just want the videos to look good. So I just, I created a course that was like, this is what you actually care about. And this is what actually matters when you make a video. So videographers don't buy my course. You won't like it. (laughs) You won't like it. (laughs) You will
0: love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that is fantastic so where can where can listeners find this course if they're interested and they're like yes I need that
1: yeah just go to my website TV, and um, you'll see a link to get you there
0: Perfect. And while we're kind of plugging that stuff, why don't you tell us like where can, so TV is also your website, right? So that's where someone could get in contact with you if they were interested in working with you. Tell us a little bit more about like Omaha Women's Network and kind of all the ways. Go ahead and plug away. Tell us everything about you and where, where you would want to find you on Instagram, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook uh, facebook.com slash bethryan and on instagram at Ryan media if you're needing help with video work i do still work with clients one-on-one um but the time of this recording i'm very booked up so we'll just you contact me through my website and we can go from there um, smartphone video courses for those of you who want to learn how to shoot and edit videos on your phone you can find that on my website as well um, and for anyone who is in the Omaha area, I created the Omaha Women's Network, which is an online and it's supposed to be in-person networking group, mm-hmm. but, you know, 2020. Um, so we can't really gather in person. And um, it's a group where we have meetups every week and the meetups are different via Zoom. Sometimes it's a Q&A with an expert. Sometimes it's just like a check-in with each other. Sometimes it's like a networking event with members and non-members. Um, We have a monthly master class, like this month we're working with Devin Owens from Less the Agency. She's talking all about um, Instagram and creating really simple, minimal content that grabs people's attention. I'm really excited about our Q&A with her and um, our master class. So every month I bring in someone from Omaha to teach us a master class about a topic uh, centered around entrepreneurship. I like to keep it all women. I bring in women, um, business owners from all different walks of life and, um, we have a private Facebook group. It's just, I just, it's what I wanted in Omaha and it wasn't here. So I just decided to create it. And in a normal world, we would have coffee meetups and lunch and learns, which I did for years before, but I've just kind of shifted it all online and focusing just online for, you know,
0: 2020. So that
1: you can find more info about that omahawomensnetwork.com.
0: Awesome. Um, so one last thing, I feel like we just maybe want to, you, you answered this earlier, but let's just cement it in everyone's mind as they're listening. So what do you want to say to someone who's like, I don't have time to do video my days are busy without having to think about adding one more thing to social media. So what, what would you want to say to cement why in their minds?
1: Yes. If, if you feel like you don't have time to do video, but your business needs to grow, your business is stagnant. You're not getting the traction that you feel like you should be getting. um, You're not drawing enough attention to your offer. If, If there's something missing in your marketing wheel, I bet video is the answer. And for some of us in some industries, it is the only way we can connect with our potential customers. So it's just, it's a non-negotiable. It's just part of your business now. And, um, you know, what do you need to let go of to be able to do this? And that's up, you know, that's up for each of us to figure out. Like if we need to fix our marketing, because and we know that we need to because we're not as busy as we should be, then what can we take off our plate if we're going to add video into it? Because it is an ordeal and I don't want to like act like it's the easiest thing in the world. It gets easier the more you do it, right. but it's definitely it's something you have to think about and prepare for. So what can you take off your plate to put video onto your plate? And, um, the reason I think that it'll be worth it is because it's going to help propel you forward. It's going to help you connect better and communicate better with your customers.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know it's it's been on my list. So, I know, and I knew this conversation would do it for me. And I was like, there's no way I can interview Beth about using video for social media. And then like, as a marketer who coming into this conversation knew that's what I should be doing, did not like make a commitment to go. So I like have a plan and I'm very excited. Um, but I think it just goes to show that sometimes like even experts who know, um, You know, for me, it's not my niche or like kind of where I focus, but I knew it was something like we all just kind of need that little like kick and that motivation to be like, you should be doing this, stop procrastinating on it. So I've, I've got a plan and now I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, so last, is there anything else you want to add about, you know, using video or anything else? I have one final question for you after this
1: you know, I, this thought just came up to me and I was talking, I'm in a mastermind with some women as well. And we were talking about, cause you talk about marketing all the time mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like marketing. They're like, Oh, I, I don't want to <laughs> do this. You know? Like, <laughs> and we were saying how marketing is the way that we can change our world in the yeah. sense that if you can grow your business and in, increase your um, impact and be able to do what you want with the money that you make, which is a newer concept for mm-hmm. women, especially yeah. um, in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, marketing is the way to grow that and to communicate and to be with people and to bring people into your world. So I think if you have, if you shift that, that mental thing of like, oh, I hate marketing. It feels heavy. It feels salesy. It feels gross. Yeah. You shift into like, no, this is literally how we can change our world, and it's how we reach people and how we bring people into our world. Um, it's just shifting that narrative a little bit. I think it can feel a lot better.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I. I think like you, you really kind of touched on like when I started my business, why I was like, I really, and I ended up naming it authentic, which just, you know, seems so obvious sometimes when I talk about it, but truly I I really genuinely believe in like the authenticity of marketing and like. I think when you are being at your most authentic self um, or you're striving to be your most, uh, most authentic self, like you connect so genuinely and you become so relatable that it takes like the sales feeling out of marketing because I think you're absolutely right. Like people... People see it, and I call it nacho cheese marketing. Like the the marketing that you see, and you're just like, ugh, like that feels gross. (laughs) Like I don't want you to pitch me. I I'm actively trying to like run away from you, so you cannot talk to me, or I'm blocking you on my Facebook feed, like whatever it is. And I think when you're just super authentic, like you hit the nail on the head. You are you are bringing people in, and you're able to grow your business. I I used to work with a guy who. He was on the sales side of the organization that I was in, but he was used to say like when he came and asked my department, my marketing department for things, he'd be like, you can't sell a secret, right? So like I can't make money and I can't grow and have an impact in the world in whatever way I want if like no one knows about me. And, and the way people know about you is through marketing. It can absolutely be like authentic and real and genuine. You you just have to show up authentically and genuinely. And then, you know, that kind of gross feeling starts to fade away. But absolutely. I hear that all the time from people. They're like, I hate marketing. I don't want to do it. But I love it. And that's why I think people like us exist in the world because we're like, give us all the marketing. We love it. We will do it all day, every day for you. So, okay. My final question, why is Schitt's Creek the best show on TV? (laughs) People who are listening, you have to know that like... I'm a huge Shit's Creek fan. I like use it in my email all the time. And then Beth started posting Shit's <laughs> Creek memes and gifts in our private Facebook group for Omaha women's network. And I was like, yes, I have found another one.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. I die laughing every episode. I think why it's so great is because, um, they treated it great. You know, mm-hmm. like they um they got the right actors for the parts and the actors really helped lift the writing off of the page and into the characters that they were, you know, they're very consistent throughout the entire show <laughs> of who their characters were. Um they their wardrobes, like they put yeah. so much money into wardrobe and the way that they embraced um, who people are right now and social media yeah. and trends and um, celebrities like they were really funny in how they um, incorporated modern life into a TV show and sometimes TV shows are like a year behind yeah and the TV show felt like right in the moment. Uh, time. Yeah, like right in, so, and then just like, yeah. the script is just so funny, and the characters <laughs> are so funny. It was just, Schitt's Creek is just like, it's something that you can watch and just laugh and just kind of forget about how crazy the world is for a while. So
0: I've (laughs) rewatched it it a few times.
1: Oh my God. You have to, because you miss it. Like you watch it the first time and then you miss some other like golden nuggets. So you definitely have to watch it a second (laughs) or third time.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I, I rewatch it anytime. I'm like, uh, I'm just of everything and it's it's kind of my go-to like feel good little show and David to me is just the most hilarious person <laughs> like I love his little like mannerisms and and stuff like that and just kind of all around I think it's just an amazing show just from the the mannerisms of the characters and like how each actor really like embodied it and then to just like it's such a positive show like it just it takes all of these it, like mashes to like polar opposites, like small town, um, life with like big city, like more liberal, you know, like David Rose is, um, is a gay man on the show. And like, everybody is just so accepting and like, like it's never, um, it's never, uh, approached as like, hey, you let me like teach you about like being accepting in the world. Like it just is. Everybody just like shows how like you can just truly be a genuinely nice, accepting person and like everybody is happy. And so I love it. I think it's just brilliantly done. Anyway, that's our little side note on Shits Creek. <laughs> it's totally unrelated. But if you have not watched Shits Creek, you should be watching Shits Creek. So at any rate. Thank you for coming on today. I really genuinely was very excited for this conversation and just to be able to connect with you on a one on one level. And I just appreciate your time and everything that you've done for me today. So thank you.
1: Yes, thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. I hope you have a great day and a good Thanksgiving. If I don't, I haven't checked my calendar for. Upcoming events, but if there's nothing in between now and Thanksgiving, we have a good Thanksgiving too. Thanks. You too. (laughs) Bye, Beth.